Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for 20% off your first purchase. <clears throat> well, I hope that's right. Cough <laughs> <laughs> yeah. cap keeps going up in me pocket. With a good ground, I think you keep going naturally. Yeah. Oh, shut up! Come on, seriously, Grandpa. Fell off your bloody phone. Um, right. Anyway, hello everybody. Just gone four o'clock. Uh, Andy Jacobs and uh, myself, Max Infopool today. Just uh, you know, just come off air. Uh, this is the post-match interview where I am Jeff Shreves and Andy is him playing himself. <laughs> Andy, good show. You must be pleased with what uh, you saw out there today. Well, Jeff, I thought it was a pretty decent show. You know, uh, unfortunately, John Joe O'Neill went off in my pocket mm. during the middle. Not of the a show. euphemism, and uh, and he's still going off in my pocket. But uh, Cap, I expect to do quite well in the next race. Okay, uh, <laughs> and, and what are the highlights of the game for you today? <laughs> well, I thought um, all in all, it was quite fun. Uh, you came in with some excellent vignettes. Oh, stop it. <laughs> we went. We had a vignette off. We did, yeah. We one back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It was exciting. Uh, we had a bit of a chat about the weekend's sport, weekend's football, and uh, we had some guests. So we, we did. Can you remember any of them? Yeah, put Rex 3-2 in. Rex 3-2. He was good. He was good, wasn't he? Watch out for a great question to him <laughs> from me at the end. Yeah. One, a granddad question. A granddad-based question. But actually, Andy Jacobs asks hip-hop stars and rappers and grime artists uh, granddad-based questions would be a show I would pitch to Dave. And uh, uh, Dave it, who? Hear it, hear it debuted here today. And uh, Paul will be back with you and normal service will be resumed tomorrow. <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Max. Oh, I just was, John, I haven't had my list. I'm just sent through to you. Sorry about that. I haven't that. had my list. Is that like, is that well, like, is that just things just you have to be served? That, well, you know, I, I sent in a list of all my things and then I've realised I hadn't sent it to I had sent it to him, but he hasn't printed it out. Right. Does but that mean we can do the first no, 10 no, we can minutes? Do the first okay. because the first bit comes from my notes on the oh, weekend. Yeah, absolutely two tremendous. sections. I've got the, wow. the book. Yeah. And then the cuttings. Right, okay, are we going to start with the book or the cuttings? We're going to start with the book. It's okay, the I'm very thing, interested, really, yeah. yeah. Um, so for Spurs fans, Maurizio who? In, indeed, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's become so. sort of quite normal quite quickly for me. I don't know. I mean, I was... I that's was, football. That's what football is. is. I was bereft on Wednesday. I know, and people were grieving. And by Saturday lunchtime, we're going, and they, literally, Maurizio who? And people, I've seen people on Facebook going, oh, he's our gaffer, Jose. And I'm thinking, oh, for goodness sake. But I did say to Paul, I think he'll do a good job there. And I, I still believe that. I got, a, I got a great tweet from a Spurs fan saying, look, for, for five and a half years, I've had to defend 
Pochettino being trophyless to Arsenal fans, and now he's on the market, and Arsenal are desperate to get him. What am I meant to? What am I meant to say now? This whole idea mm. that Arsenal have been crowing at Tottenham for not winning anything under Pochettino, mm. and now they're desperate to get Pochettino. And he won't go there. I can't see it. I mean, you can never say never in football, but I can't see that he'd go there. Be There's funny. lots of other be clubs, funny, wouldn't it? And better situations for him to go into. I mean, I thought United yesterday showed exactly why they could do with Pochettino. I mean, they, they they did all right for seven minutes, but the rest of the game, they were absolutely pitiful, weren't they? At first, Sheffield United are great to watch. They really are fun team, to well-coached team, and uh, they, they do so much right. It is, it is great. And, I think, yeah, the, you inter- know. the interesting thing uh, about Sheffield United is no one has yet, uh, no manager or, or, or no sort of tactical genius pundit has... Explain to me how you're meant to set up against them. Do you see what I mean? No one, yeah. no one is no, I was combating. Looking at, I, was, the, I was looking at that yesterday, and I was, I was thinking the one thing you do have to do, and one thing United did start to do, is you have to move the ball quickly. Mm. You know, you you really do, and you you have to have the ability. It's difficult to go long. You can't really go long against them because they're so good at the back. So you you do have to try and play through their press, and you've got to play. But like modern football, you've got to move the ball quickly. The more sl- the slower you move it, the easier it is to stop. And it was an interesting point in that match where De Gea took a throw. And I was thinking, should he have to take his gloves off? Because That's a good question. You know, a bit of an advantage. I'm sure David Ellery will bring that in. Mm. That'll be another thing you can stoppage for a reason. The goalkeeper's got to take his gloves or off. Or they need to have gloves a bit like Bucks Fizz mm. trousers that can rip off very quickly. Mm. And, I mean, then you have to find some new gloves, I presume. That's true. <laughs> there was a moment, though. That, uh, I don't think you gave that enough credit. <laughs> this stage of the show, Andy. Three, three hours, 42, 52 left. My best work about Bucksfizz-style <laughs> removable gloves. And you have just glossed. I know you've got a lot of notes. Oh, but, you know, I'm there on are, to the next There bit. are two of us in this relationship, Andy, if it's just for today. <laughs> I thought they were a bit unlucky when Moussa had to go off. He changed mm. the game, really. Yeah. But... Uh, it was it, it was funny because I was enjoying I was enjoying the United struggle. So it was annoying when they were three two up, and then in the Schadenfreude way. But then you know I'm glad Graham Scott didn't overrule that. He could have done. I mean, it, it, well, I don't think it was handball, but there was one angle where it looked like it was on his arm, the ball. But I'm glad he didn't because it's a rubbish rule for a start. It is. Do you did you like the fact that VAR has now Sky now gave us live footage? Of the of oh, Stockley yeah. Park, which you could is, see Graham, I could see Graham Scott. He did a good job. I'm glad he didn't overrule it. Yeah, and you but could did, see him in there. But but I mean, it did look like they just they just sort of cut to an open plan office, no, like no, a no, call centre. I tell you what looked odd about that. That Graham Scott was there, at the mm-hmm. thing, but the bloke next to him, I recognise him. He's a linesman, that fella. Yeah, and he was like. And you think, surely you need a television technician or doing replays is quite a tricky thing. You yeah, know, no, they have three. So they've got the ref, they've got the lino, and yeah. they've got the the sort of Hawkeye employee. But the thing about Stockley Park, and I have said this before, but I don't think it can be said enough, is... <laughs> you don't know what it is yet. As you walk in... I'm not sure that's true, whatever it is. <laughs> no, on. as you walk in, yeah. they have life-size posters of... Martin Atkinson and Paul Tierney. No, they don't. No, that's, I kid you not. Absolute no, God's honest dream. Oh, for goodness they are, sake. Around the walls are huge <laughs> posters. Wouldn't you? I'd love to have a Paul Tierney oh, in my house. Dear. A framed Paul Tierney. That my Mrs because Rushton it, would love there that. There is a thought, I mean, that people have been talking to Mike Riley, that the refs might be allowed next season to do what they do in the NFL. You know when the referee stands there and he goes, holding, five yards, yeah. you know, and you, everybody knows what's going on. But the only I'm quite in favour of that, but it will make the refs, you know, like even more personal. They'll have even bigger posters. 
they actually get to speak on air. Brian Dapper. Brian Dapper. Brian Dean looking very dapper yesterday. Brian Dapper. Brian, was, uh, he was great uh, in the 20s, wasn't I loved his show tunes. Uh, good old Brian Dapper. <laughs> he's the best. Yeah, I like Brian Dean. There was a good moment where Brian Dean was... He, he spent a lot of time saying what they really needed was a big... Man United needed a big, strong target man. Yeah, like, Why do you think that, Brian? Like <laughs> he's <who>? auditioning <laughs> for this. I've got a Brian Dean story that's a bit like... Your Trevor Nelson microwave well, story. Well, I am all ears. And, and and if it gives us a chance to repeat the Trevor Nelson's microwave story, everyone will be more than happy. <laughs> Throw your arms up in the air, John. He's not happy about that. <laughs> What's your Brian Dean story? Does it involve white goods? Is it kitchen-based? No, it involves a jacuzzi. Well, the time that... Uh, <laughs> is it broadcastable? It is. Okay, thanks. No, no, that's very it. Thank- I, just, I was staying in a hotel yeah. in Eastbourne, I think it was. Yes, of course. And... Um, Brian Dean was staying in the hotel. Okay. And uh, I, I was in the jacuzzi. Mm-hmm. And then in strode Brian. Excellent. To yeah. share the jacuzzi okay. with me. And how many, was it just the two of you? Just the two of us. That's yeah. enough for it. That's okay for a jacuzzi. You don't want to be. You, <laughs> when there are four in there, you can't squeeze in. You can't be. You can't. I think Brian was looking at me, hoping I'd showered before I got in the had jacuzzi. You, had you? I had, yeah. Okay, excellent. I was, clean. Did, was there any small talk? Was there any Jacobs Dean small talk in the jacuzzi? I think there was a little bit of red hot soccer chat. Good. And did uh, who leant over to press the button for the bubbles? <laughs> I don't remember that. And the, did you go for the, one? The, did you go for one wash or two? I, did I you stay in, in for two? I was in there for some time with him. You can't stay mm. in for too long. It's not good for you. I was thinking also. Yes, I'm moving on from my jacuzzi. Okay, well, no, I've thoroughly enjoyed it, and I'd like you to repeat <laughs> you it on much. a weekly basis. <laughs> I won't. I, why did the Sheffield United fans sing John Denver's Annie? Annie's song before the start. Did John used to go to Bramall Lane? Oh, uh, yeah. Country, yes. That's where Country Road finishes, isn't it? Take me home, Country Road. <laughs> Bramall, Bramall Lane. Lane. There'll be <laughs> so a reason, and, and I'm sure the Sheffield United fans who are listening this afternoon will let us know. John Denver is the godfather to uh, Alan Cork's My- boy, Jack. Jack Cork. John Denver is... <laughs> Your face. You thought about it for a second. I did. Jack Cork's godfather is John Denver. <laughs> it can't be. <laughs> Why not? It just seems highly unlikely. Here we go. Neil says, I just once shared a jacuzzi with Juninho at the Tall Trees Hotel in oh, Yarm sorry. when he played for Borough. Come on then, let's build a football team of Was he singing one of John Denver's best? <laughs> We've got That's my karaoke song of choice. Is Anna's it? Song. Yeah. Oh, okay. Do you want to give us a burst now? No, I think not. Footballers you've shared a jacuzzi with. We'll build a team. We've got Brian Dean and Juninho up front. Maybe it's only attacking players. I think, I actually think Juninho and Brian Dean would work quite well together. They would. They'd but be you, a I mean, you wouldn't big want man, little man. Juninho on the last man, would you? you want him more in the 10. So there's yeah. space for a. Yeah, if well, anyone's yeah, playing behind him. If anyone's shared a, a jacuzzi with it, you know, a sort of Tony Cotty, Gary Lineker <laughs> style. <laughs> that would be good. Uh, ben says, uh, if, Ben, the Spurs fan, if I had a pound every time I'd heard the Trevor Nelson microphone story, I'd be in a, <laughs> be in a hammock in the Caribbean <laughs> sipping, sipping a cocktail. Uh, me too. That'd be nice. Um, uh, there was also a great moment on the... I, I collect these. I've got a collection of, of little video clips at home uh, of David Luiz running into the box 10 yards behind the bloke that's just putting <laughs> it in the net. It's fantastic. <laughs> It's always there. It's always like you just, you just off the. It's brilliant. It's the DVD to come. Yeah. Louise arriving late in the box as his side concede a goal. To kind I... of reverse Martin Peters, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Quite good. Uh, oh, I really enjoyed that, Andy. Yes. That was great. Okay, well, this is Hawkins Jacobs. If good. you want, we'll do jacuzzis. You shared footballers. Not jacuzzis. I mean, you shared honestly, footballers. Honestly, half the time. Look at look at this. One, two, yeah, three, four, five, six. Six and a half pages of notes. And they won't be used. 
I know, most well, of them. It's the same really, with the Premier League review for me and Barry. They they put guests on the show and we we don't really want them at I all. I like your Premier League review. It's oh, always entertaining. That's very Sunday. kind of you. Yeah. I, I even drew, because Motti and I, I forgot Motti wasn't coming mm-hmm. in today, because Motti, Paul, and I have got this thing about Marco Silva. He, Motti, at the start of Marco Silva's reign, every week he'd sort of monitor him. So I said, it's a kind of Marco Silverometer. Mm. And it caught on. So I actually drew out the Marco oh, Silverometer. Really well, maybe tweet it out. Which you'll see. Uh, the last section, the can P45. Look at the arrow; it's hovering. Oh, it really is. It's, it's hovering close. nearby. Yeah. Which manager will go first? Um, uh, we'll talk to Paul Jiggins next about all the managers uh, in strife. Uh, Mo from Bolton says, "I shared a sauna with JJ Kotcher." <laughs> spit your tea out. Oh, is, is, are we doing saunas and steam rooms and jacuzzis? Yes, why not? Come on, that's brilliant. Oh, why not? We're putting okay. together a fine team. It's a really attacking team. <laughs> you know, Dean will be shown up in training alongside a Cotter and Juninho. To be honest, in the keeper in the football tennis. Oh, not Brian again. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. And that sounds sad, but I'm happy. And the only plans to stay scattered. Yeah. Are you Alison Talksman Jacobs on Talksport? Max Rust and Andy Jacobs uh, with you till four. Then it's Darren McGoffey with Drive. Uh, that is Wretch 3-2, unorthodox. And he's written a book called Rapthology, Lessons in Life and Lyrics. And Wretch joins us in the studio. Lovely to see you. Oh, it's been a while, isn't it? It has been a while. You well? I'm good, I'm good. I, uh, I was just uh, saying earlier outside, I say I change. I'm a chameleon. I change my look every now and again, so I always looking different. But I feel good. And uh, you've written a book, and that is very different. Yeah. To yeah it's a really lyrics. interesting idea, this. I mean, it's, I mean, to say it's a proper book, but it is yeah. a proper hardback but with a, you know a lot of work's gone into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot, of, a lot of thought process went behind it. It's just more geared behind you know a lot of people being intrigued as to how I create my lyrics, how I come up with such concepts and that. And I thought it's not something I can just tell you in twenty minutes. It's something that you know it it takes years of practice, years of of depth, and just trying to help people unlayer it and just trying to you know spare on the the, the next level of creatives as well. So is it? A, it's not. Is it not necessarily a guide, or is it a guide? Is it a guide to anyone it's, who's who wants to sort of be creative in any way? Yeah, right? put it this way: if you're intrigued in how a creative mind works, that's a great insight. And also, if you, I've kind of hoped to have an, a slight of slight autobiography of mine uh, that's also inserted. And then we got song breakdowns. So like, I'm putting some of the biggest records, like some of the chart successes and some of the. The, the most popular freestyles with like millions of views and whatnot and just talking about what it took to be in that space to write them and what all the lyrics mean so it's, it's a good insight you say it's a lesson by example uh, yeah. how you can approach life to turn it into art yeah it's interesting and and did you find you hear some songwriters say oh you know some some you can do in five minutes and some take days and days of days of yeah. hard work. Is that your experience of it? Yeah, 100%. Sometimes you're just on the money, man. Like, you're li- like, you cannot say a wrong word when you're writing a song. But for me, like, everything around, everything other than the music session actually has an input on the session itself. So depending on what I had for breakfast, depending on the conversations I had on the way to the studio... Um, will actually shape and form the type of record I'm going to make. And that's the type of information I'm putting in the book, that as a creative, you're, if you're willing to always be switched on, you can use everything to your advantage. Did you get tired? I mean, if you're thinking all day, every day about, you know, <laughs> when you switch off and go, actually, I just want to watch the telly. And 
You don't, because even when you're watching the telly, like I'm watching a film and I'm trying to adapt the script while I'm watching it and then imagining what's going to happen and then, oh, what if they change that character there? Or And you just, your mind just constantly ticks. And I think it's just being able to maybe take a sentence from a film and give yourself a concept for a song, do you know? But yeah, and that's that's how you I... You don't write the it. lyrics down though, I was reading. I don't write them down, no, no, no. Yeah. And there was a bit that said that... You, you think of an idea, and if you've forgotten it, by the time you get to the studio, it's too bad. It wasn't. It wasn't meant to it be. Wasn't meant to be. Yeah, it wasn't meant to be. You can't. You can't force it, man. I stopped writing my lyrics down because I was writing in my BlackBerry phone. This is years ago, and um, dropped it in the bath. Took it out. <laughs> tried every, put it every, in the rice. Rice. Every, listen, bro. Everyone's like, put it in rice. Put it in the airing cupboard. Got a hairdryer. I tried every single thing possible, mate. There was nothing that could be recovered. And that, that day I said to myself, I can't allow myself to be in a situation where everything can be gone. So find a new process. And then I just started writing in the head. So do you, did you find, if you don't write your lyrics down, did you find writing a book really quite, you know, it, it's a solitary thing. You know, when you make music, quite often you're with other people. When you're writing a book, yeah. normally you're, you know, you're sat on your own with a laptop and it's quite a, quite a lonely mm. pursuit. You need, you need challenges though, man. I think, and that's that's definitely something I speak about in Rap Phonology as well, just being able to step out of your comfort zone and to be like, okay, I'm going to step into this new arena and see if I can add value here. You know what I mean? And how can I challenge myself to be better at what I do by doing something else? And I think this was the perfect thing for me. Now. And do you think a lot of people, I wonder this, have... Are, you know, have a capability beyond what they necessarily think they have, but yeah. have a fear of failure, right? So putting yourself out there certainly in a different form if you're known for music writing a book is dangerous if you're known for you know Andy is known for broadcasting if he released an album I'd yeah. be like whoa I'm nervous about it <laughs> so, so, but, but, could album the broadcaster yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, but it is a sort of fear of failure thing right you, yeah. for, 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 for anyone because you, you have to remember we're only limiting ourselves everybody has an idea and a perception of what you're capable of but you internally know that you could probably push yourself beyond that the only way you're going to prove it to yourself is to do it and i think it's about just putting yourself in those situations man and just being able to flourish man it's really benefited me musically because once i went back into the studio it's like i felt like i had you know extra extra mind capacity and extra knowledge as well um you're an arsenal fan what do you <laughs> what do you think unai emery is capable of <laughs> uh, is he extended that? Um, does he need I, to get out of his comfort I, zone I, I, I think he's showing us his capabilities <laughs> at the moment um but i'm just i'm not gonna lie i'm not someone that's like get a manager in for half a season and get rid of him i'm like let him get to the end of the season and give him some give him some time you know what i mean and everyone stay behind the club because there's so much disarray like the fans are angry the players are angry which is just it's 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 only going to have a spiral effect from the top down and i think we we've really got to think about if we're true fans how we you know how we're representing know, that's the club come a point though. i mean saturday that was you know horrendous horrendous i yeah. mean a poor poor result it wasn't just the fact that they only drew 2-2 two, two. the way they played and it could easily have been 5-2 and yeah, then where yeah. would he be? You'd be looking and thinking that nah, he's got he's got to go, surely. Because because now what, what what I'm afraid of is we're we're live, we're going to be in a time where some managers are going to be coming in for four games and getting mm. and they're going to get rid of them <laughs> within six games if they're not getting the results. Then how do we allow a manager to flourish? How do we? But he's had a year and a half, you know. Yeah, just give, give him the give him the rest of the half and then start again. Yeah, fresh. maybe. I mean, give do, him, do, it's true. I suppose. Do you think Arsenal? I, I hear, you know, it's. 
very hard to know and obviously it's very hard to generalise a whole set of supporters. Do you, do you think Arsenal fans are sort of angrier than, than most fans or not? We, we're the most popular <laughs> at being like if there's if there's a, a a league table of successful angry supporters <laughs> we're definitely <laughs> yeah, in the lead yeah, yeah, yeah. of it's, that it's but true. that but that's because what we've come from we're coming from you know we're coming from wins and we're coming from well we was coming from invincible wins. yeah we're coming from being invincible yeah, sure. so we're not used to you know uh, sitting on this side of the fence and now we're here nobody knows how to react even the manager uh, you know at times so yeah I've always been fascinated by your name. I mean, obviously it's not your real name, but your stage yeah. name. And I mean, how, did, how did you come about? How Why Wretch? It's Wretch 3 too, isn't it? Yeah, it's Wretch 3 too. I was just a troublesome kid, man. And just in the Caribbean, they just call a little kid that's naughty a wretch. And it just stuck with me. And I was, everyone just started calling me wretch. And then I thought, well, it's not a great term. So let me try and put something positive at the end of it. 3-2 are my lucky numbers. So I thought, let's, let's add that to it. Because my question is, if if VAR hadn't ruled out a last-minute equaliser, would you be known as Wretch 3-3? Wretch 3-3, possibly, yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe my son. I'll save that one for my son. I was <laughs> telling Andy before the show to, to ask these embarrassing granddad questions yeah, yeah. at the end of the interview. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming to an end, isn't it? Andy's not messing around. <laughs> uh, listen, thanks so much for coming in. Uh, pleasure, appreciate man. it. Good luck with the, the book. What's the next thing for you? Uh, next thing for me would be more music, touring the album next year. Of course, the book launch on Sunday, the first at the South Bank. Yes. Perfect. Uh, it's a good two. price for a hardback book, this, actually, because normally they're more expensive than that, and I'm sure it would get... You, know, you could have charged yeah, more. Yeah, I, I, I always <laughs> well, think about it. There's a reason for that. Because Christmas want, is coming up, yeah. man. You know, and you want to appeal <laughs> to a certain audience as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Red Two Raptology lessons in life and lyrics. Thanks for joining us, mate. Thank you. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Uh, it's that time of the show to sit back and go, Andy, what have you what have you got, Andy? Well, talking of Alan, actually, this is quite interesting because uh, Greta Thunberg, the uh, eco-warrior, mm-hmm. is to guest edit uh, BBC Radio 4's Today Morning programme. Oh. 
And uh, she's also doing the breakfast show with Alan, actually. She's coming in. <laughs> Greta, is it Greta? Thunberg, Thunberg, or whatever you call yourself. <laughs> I think they are. I suspect they're completely aligned on everything. Given, given when I cycle into work, Alan looks at me when I'm... When I'm doing the show after him and Alan is looked to me like I'm, I'm basically, you know, a mass murderer of riding a bicycle. <laughs> so I'm not sure if him and Greta will get on too well. Probably That'd not. Be a good sh- that would be a good show though, wouldn't it? You know, mm. Greta and Alan sailing to Australia. <laughs> that would be, I would I would tune in to watch that. <laughs> what have we, we, we run out of champagne again. You're going to purify your own water, Alan. Crack on with that, mate. Might be good for him. Do you want one for me? Kanye West is considering legally changing his name for one year to Christian genius billionaire Kanye West. Uh, The rapper told fans of his plans at a festival in New York where he also discussed his ambition to run for president in 2024. Um, You could change your name, what? And I think we think you should change your name to Peter. Peter West, the former (laughs) presenter of cricket on the BBC. (laughs) What would you be? A hundred years ago. To be atheist, mildly intelligent, um, paper millionaire Andy Jacobs. What would you be? I have no idea, but I'll give it some thought. Ali uh, McCoy has just texted to say he enjoyed the idea of Greta Thunberg <laughs> and <laughs> Alan Brazil with Alan <laughs> sailing. Come on, it'd be marvellous, wouldn't it? Now, uh, our own Tony Cascarino, who yes, back on the weekend, of course, with Georgie mm. Weekend Sports Breakfast. He got married last week. Oh, congratulations and, uh, to yeah. Cass! But he got married in, in Mauritius in a place called Flick on Flack. Okay. I see they sound like a kid's puppet show. Ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, Flick and Flack. <laughs> But it's a place in Mauritius. A bar in Dubai is attracting female customers by promising them free drinks according to how much they weigh. Women are invited to weigh themselves as they enter the Fusion Club or simply hand a staff with a note with their weight written on it. For every kilo they weigh, they are given one dirham's worth of drink. <laughs> not for not for, not for Alan. For, for every kilo Alan weighs, he gets a dirham's worth. No, it's Adrian, isn't it? That's Adrian well, dirham. <laughs> About 20 pence. Staff say the clientele have been delighted by the promotion. Isn't it interesting? Well, approach, it is. isn't it? Now, uh, David Beckham... Uh, hey, no, you didn't like that one. Oh, that's all right. That's fine. I'm moving on now. Good. That's how I like to keep it moving. Yeah, that's no, good. Point. I like pace is good. Pace. Yeah. Tempo. Come on. David Beckham. He was uh, at the Fleetwood Mac concert in Los Angeles on the okay, weekend. Okay, okay. And he bumped into and was photographed with Stevie Nicks. Right, okay. But uh, <laughs> he only did that because he thought it was actually going to be Stevie Nichols. <laughs> and you think that's not possible, is it, that Stevie Nichols got nothing to do well, I, with no. Fleetwood Mac? Mm. But as we heard the other day, he has. Don't stop thinking about tomorrow. Don't stop. It'll soon begin. It'll begin. How do we know it? I was listening to this, obviously, because I'm a big fan of the show. How do I know that is Steve Nichols? Um, Because we asked him. And he agreed to do it. Right. And, and, and we trust you implicitly. Well, obviously. I mean, we have no much point. What would be the point of ringing up somebody and saying, would you like to pretend to be Stevie Nichol and sing a Fleetwood Mac song because of a confusion between Stevie Nicks and Stevie Nichol? Six firemen were needed to remove a pig from a first-floor flat in Yorkshire. Twiglet had been bought two years Twiglet. ago to, as a micro-pig by Elaine Edwards who oh. fed her on Chinese takeaways, chocolate and porridge. Blimey. Uh, and let her sleep on a mattress surrounded by soft toys. She ballooned to 30 stone 
That's because she wasn't a micro-pig. No, she wasn't a micro-pig. <laughs> I think um, she was just a piglet. Sadly, she Elaine, fell for the old buying a piglet yeah, situation. Elaine, oh, the, <laughs> that old one, that old chestnut buying a piglet. Um, and uh, she, uh, when uh, Edward Sally passed away, relatives found they couldn't get Twiglet downstairs unaided. Oh. Um, there we are. She's now being cared for at a rehabilitation centre. She's in rehab. It's a sort of ironic nickname, isn't it, for a 30-stone pig, <laughs> Twiglet? <laughs> Now, this next story, I promise, is not connected that to okay, this fine, at all. Fine. But Gemma Collins. Right. <laughs> no, Andrew. No, not sec- acceptable. No, it's a second. There we are. She could go to that drink in that restaurant in Dubai, get a lot she's, of free drinks. She's part of the BBC's uh, Christmas lineup. The Gemma Collins podcast will delve into exactly how the GC gets festive. Surely no one, there's not a person on earth that cares about that. Is there anyone that cares? Do you care what happens to the GC at Christmas? Do you care how she gets festive? No, no. Even you couldn't defend I, I was it. Trying to, I was trying to, this is, I've got a not interesting story, Andy. <laughs> and I, you're absolutely right. Um, no interest in how Gemma Collins gets festive. I, what did she, where, did, where did she originate? She, she, Only wears Essex. Is she a Towie one? Hmm. Because I once I once met someone who won Big Brother, and then a year later, she had a column in a magazine. A year later, uh, uh, she wrote in a column that I was a really horrible human being. Really? Um, and I was only interested in women who were attractive and important. And it, it was quite funny, because I... I mean, I, I couldn't really remember. Harsh. It was a bit harsh, but it was a year and a half. She'd been harbouring this for a year and a half. I tell you, the last person that would be like that, you, yeah. you, you, oh. you won't, you're not lookist, I wouldn't think. I'm not lookist at all. No. A super tough road surface that promises to bring an end to potholes is being trialled in the UK. <laughs> this is not an interesting story, but I think for our <laughs> listeners, I think it will really echo with well, them. Well, that's true. The graphene-reinforced asphalt was developed in Italy and so far has only been tested there. To see how it fares in hotter and colder countries, its makers are now funding a series of international national trials and one place uh, uh, one is taking place in the Oxfordshire village of Kerbridge a 70 750 metre strip of the material has been laid mm. tests will be carried out over the next year if anyone is driving through Kerbridge please let us know how smooth it is <laughs> I wasn't promising anything interesting Andy I just think that is need to know and our listeners will be very engaged well, uh, you, I think they will mm. that's, that's excellent I was thinking of the audience for once well that's very nice of you to, to, think, to go that way really <laughs> uh, Mike Riley has said that. Oh, has he? Is he? No. I get, often get called a pothole by some <laughs> listeners, actually. <laughs> I think he's often called Mike Riley. Um, he says that VAR is exciting for the game. I mean, it clearly what? isn't. Why would you say that? It's, honestly. Is that all he said? Although there it's is a short interview. Yeah, it was a very short interview, actually. And uh, somebody's picked up the fact that Steve Bruce. Yeah. Five members of the Newcastle. Oh, it's brilliant! United isn't it? It's good, isn't it? Have the same name. Steve Bruce is the manager. Steve Agnew is the first team coach. Stephen Clements is the first team, another first team coach. Steve Harper, I presume, is the goalkeeping coach. And Steve Nixon is head of recruit recruitment, not recruitment. What about said, Steve Ashley? I was going to. Well, I was going to say the only sad thing is everyone's called Mike, isn't it? That is an issue. Yeah. Um, uh, gin aficionados can now enjoy their favourite tipple infused with the flavours of elephant dung. <laughs> Les and Paula Ansley, a South African couple, started to make the gin after learning that two-thirds of the fruit and flowers that elephants eat is not digested. Just goes straight through. Really? Yeah. It's a bit unfortunate. (laughs) It's like peas, isn't it? As a result... Or sweet corn. (laughs) As a result... I didn't realise elephants suffered in that way. You get the most amazing variety of these botanicals, says Les. The couple who collect the dung by hand describe in Lovu Gin, Peter and Lovu Gin, (laughs) as wooded, almost spicy and earthy. 
Mm. Yeah. No, not for me. Not for me, um, Clive. Fascin- well, I'm always fascinated by people who write to the national newspapers. Oh. And uh, Richard Sidaway, he writes a lot of letters, this fellow, from Billingham in Teesside. It's an area that do... Of course, Marie Gosney comes from that area, and she writes an incredible amount of letters. Right. But uh, sometimes it, you... I'm amazed that the newspapers go for it because it's so obvious, really, that he's just writing to get in the paper. For example, today. Real Madrid fans whinge about Gareth Bale, especially after he posed with that infamous banner. They can't have it both ways. He single-handedly won the, the last Champions League trophy in 2018 against Liverpool. He's a club legend. And you think, you're not a Real Madrid fan. What do you care? Really, honestly, why would you write in about that? Why would you even be bothered about whether Gareth Bale's getting the bird from the Bernabeu crowd? I think he's just a man of the world, and I, <laughs> I am completely with him. And, I, and I this woman support his campaign of writing to whatever paper he writes. I don't know if you saw the bloke last week at the commuter who cleaned his teeth at the tube station and spat on the platform and sort of. That's that's, ju- a, that's akin to picking your nose hair in the lift, Andy. Well, it's it? it's pretty unfortunate. No, it's worse. Okay. And, uh, and, and you, 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 you describe it in the wrong way. I'm not picking my nose hair. Ah, okay. I'm plucking extraneous hairs. Right, okay, okay. There's a really important detail. (laughs) There's a big difference. Uh, The commuter who was cleaning his teeth at the London tube station and spat on the platform is a disgrace. I suppose he is. I hope he gets fined. And then, of course, it it has to be linked to football. But our footballers who spit on the pitch spit on the pitch all the time. Come on, lads, show this commuter how to behave and stop it. But it's slightly different, isn't it, when you you play football? I do, yes. Sometimes it's unavoidable, isn't it, if you, you know, you putting in a heavy shift I mean you know Sometimes have you ever spat on a pitch I plead the fifth and <laughs> I also plead the fifth on evacuating one <laughs> nostril at a time and the key with that is to <laughs> lean as far away from your kit because you don't want to get it sort of down the shirt but surely and shorts. every player does that don't they yes I believe they do well oh, don't make a habit of it um, uh, here's an idea for talk sports. <laughs> I should be writing in about you. <laughs> <laughs> Unilever's saving hundreds of thousands of pounds a year by using an artificial intelligence system to assess candidates in job interviews. In one-way video interviews now used by many large companies, candidates are sent questions mm. and must record themselves answering them. Normally, a human recruiter then analyses the footage. Unilever has invested in software that checks candidates' facial inspre- expressions, body language and word choice to look for traits deemed to be predictive of job success. So our bosses could know, look, we'd no need, need interviews mm. for new presenters. Or we you can just... sort of do what people have done in time memorial and think, mm. is this bloke right for the job? Do I think he's a good person? Do I like him? This is, this is like, you're like a dinosaur. <laughs> this is the Allardyce approach to it, these things. I'm telling you one thing, it worked tremendously for me. If I could produce you a list yeah. of people I employed on fantasy football that have yeah. gone on, from juniors, have gone on to be having really? amazing careers. Would yeah. you have employed me, do you think? Yes. Oh, I would. Oh, that's nice. I'd have loved to work on that show. I worked on another show called Fantasy Football, which wasn't as funny as your one. Well, <laughs> Turned out. That was quite what a good you do? It was good fun. Did you see this hotel? It's a hotel in uh, a Safari Reserve in Kent. Oh, right. Where visitors can sleep and sort of bath, and the animals come through the glass. But it's, I think it's quite cruel for a lion, that, because the lion's thinking, oh, there's some nice dinner for me yeah. in the shape of poached. a human it's a soft a human. poached human <laughs> and then they bang against the glass because they can't get through so would you think to even it up you should the lion should be allowed in the bar <laughs> well, it's a more interactive I just experience think it's a bit it's a bit it's taunting the lion isn't it saying you can't eat me because i'm behind I, this thick glass i think if you're lying in the bath you don't want to be near a lion i i, I drove around namibia last year <laughs> with the current mrs rushton and uh, we 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 had a tent on the top of our uh sort of van our truck oh yeah and uh 
it's all very it's all well and good sleeping in the the tent now the campfire experience is nice mm. but when you're asleep in the tent Not much of a honeymoon there, is it really um that was a, it was very pleasant i enjoyed my wife's company it's no flick on flack no you're right <laughs> the trouble is when you wake up of a, you know, a man of a certain age no you need to go at three in the morning yes have you reached that stage oh absolutely yeah oh, and uh but the trouble is when you think there may be a lion downstairs down the ladder. Lying downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> it's a euphemism. <laughs> For goodness sake. No, listen, <laughs> you're on your you, honeymoon. You, you told me a lion downstairs. <laughs> you told me off for dragging this show into the gutter about you not an hour ago, Andy. And there you go. I'm just saying, it is, I am a big fan of knowing there are no lines between me and the bathroom. It's a key, that's, key that's, for a holiday. That's my advice to anybody. Right. Get Simon Calder on. He would, <laughs> he would back up that advice. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Here guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m on talk sport even on a budget quality is non-negotiable that's why quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks italian leather jackets and so much more and the best part about quince they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe ethical and responsible manufacturing Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.